Hey there, this is Fred Passaro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Berdan. Okay, we're excited to welcome guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter Nate Garrett, mastermind behind Spirit Adrift and former guitarist of Gate Creeper. Originally formed as a solo project in Phoenix, Arizona, Garrett began the classic heavy metal project in the wake of his newfound sobriety, channeling his energy into a succession of four LPs and three EPs, released in a span of six years. The latest is 2021's Forge Your Future, released in the late summer via Century Media. We spoke with Garrett about his listening habits, the difference between the home and tour personas, and the definition of the term Punisher. Stay tuned. Hey, brothers, how are you? Good, man. Yeah. I um, last time I saw, last time I saw Nate was uh, I ran into him and and um at the Wade Memorial thing in uh, Texas, Bernan. Um, it was so wild. That was such a wild night, like like of like whirlwind of homies, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I didn't even know you were going to be there. I'm just kind of, uh, I got rid of all my social media. So I, I have like no, and we're out in the woods. I just like have no fucking idea what's going on, which, yeah. is, which is by choice, obviously like with everybody being a fucking like infectious disease expert and hurricane expert and fucking uh afghanistan expert <laughs> yeah like, trying to not fucking have any idea what's going on so i had no idea you would be there and it was yeah it was cool to see you man yeah i mean well, it's very it's very much indicative of uh you know we we're talking to um george and carrie um a, a couple weeks ago about the fact that you know like the reason why you know like people like us have met over the years is because we go to, you know, like we go to shows and we go to festivals and there just tends to be, you know, you just tend to like run into the same people over and over. And that doesn't matter if you're in New York or you're in fucking Salt Lake city or whatever it is. Like you just, it's just like this constant um, running into people. So it, it, that, that show especially just felt like, super like homie run-in thing and it was it was awesome and it was awesome to run in you it's funny likewise man yeah and i i hadn't seen any of the power trip guys since they played flagstaff on that black dahlia murder run that they did um dude that had to be that had to be like winter 2019 or 2018 Mm-hmm. But um, Eric from Gate Creeper just hit me up randomly in the middle of the day, and he was like, "Hey, I'm renting a car and I'm going up to Flagstaff to see Power Trip. Do you want to go?" And usually, I don't. I'm like not a very sporadic 
person. I have to, I, I kind of freak out if stuff happens that wasn't like completely planned. Um, mm-hmm. But for whatever reason that day, I was just like, yeah. And we went up and uh, saw a power trip and yeah, I was supposed to see them. Uh, that was going to be my first show in Austin. And it was like right on the line of like, it w- I think uh, South by Southwest got canceled and then everybody was like, Oh shit. And then that power trip show got canceled. It was like the week, the show was supposed to be like the week of like, that ended up being the first week of like the shutdown. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Dude, I hadn't seen them, any of them since Flagstaff and then saw them at, uh, yeah, at that Wade Memorials. It was crazy, man. It was, and just without having like played shows, no touring, like you're talking about how we see the same people like all over the country. That's a big part of like why bands tour. That's what touring does for you is that like there's this connection that's happening and, and your, your band exists in people's minds a little more, uh, tangibly when they're seeing you, you yeah. know, in person. Yeah. And dude, I miss that shit so much. I miss that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know like I haven't seen any of like the Texas people for the most part, like, you know, I think with the exception of sharp might even be like including sharp um, since, um, you know, since the shit with uh, Riley and Wade went down and it like, you know, it's cliche to say at this point, like, you know, kind of like, like things feel like kind of, you know, like it feels like we're stuck, like in like stuck in Amber, like, you know, it's just been like crystallized in time. And uh, like, I don't know. I think that like, it's, it's going to be strange to like, finally, you know, leave like, my peer group for the most part, like it's not so much people like around, like who live around here. It's like people that you run into like on the road. And that's the thing. It's like this like large extended network. Like I, you know, here I see like, you know, I see my wife and I see Fred, you know, um, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. We're, we're about 30 minutes from Austin and we're really now, especially kind of, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I got a couple friends out here, but, but yeah, I mean, like you guys were talking about, uh, George and Carrie, like those are, those are dudes that I'm so used to seeing on a regular basis that, that like if touring was happening, I'd be seeing those guys more often than I see the people that live in the same town as me that I'm friends with, you know, totally. like the, the guys from inner Arma, yeah. the guys from Paul bear. It's like, that's yeah that's like my my family in a in a way and i just feel like i've been separated from god like really important relationships you know yeah 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 big time yeah they'll, 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 i mean yeah i we all feel it but at the same time i mean fuck when you when you do see them it's just like insanely sweet and, yeah well seeing you badass. you saw how happy i was <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah yeah it was that was totally sick and so and so random in the illest way yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah i don't know i think i think uh, that's that's a thing that bernane and i talk about constantly about like how like you know although we all have different bands and we all have you know like i 
I, I technically like have, you know, I, I have a different kind of work than you guys, but we all are in the same circles and we all just see each other constantly. And that's just part of the game, you know? And it's, and so when you shut, when you turn those lights off, um, it kind of like disconnects all of us, even, even if we have phones and, you know, social media and all that shit, it's just fucking bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, man. Yeah, totally yeah. Not. Totally. That said, there's a lot going on with you and, you know, you've got this, you've got uh, the EP out and all that. And um, did I miss tour dates or do you have any tour dates coming up? What's going on with you, man? I, man, honestly, I wouldn't really feel all that comfortable touring and playing the type of venues we would be playing right now. I just, I mean, when you have these huge bands that are playing outside and they're having to cancel tours because everybody's getting COVID, it's like a little, a little too freaky for me. Um, mm-hmm. We are doing three shows, uh, one in Phoenix and two in New York, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, Dysrhythmia and High on Fire at LPR. Oh, yeah, I saw those. We were oh, yeah. texting about that. Yeah, yeah. But they're, you know, they're... I was surprised that the Phoenix shows uh, or the Phoenix show is requiring vaccination that all the independent venues in Arizona, like Tucson, and I think even Flagstaff Phoenix, they all signed a thing that they're all going to require proof of vaccination. And obviously that's the case in New York also. So we feel good about, about that. I know it's not probably not foolproof. I mean, dude, I, I made a fake ID when I was fucking like 15 and was buying liquor and shit. And that was a lot harder than it would be to like make a fake vaccination card. But, um, yeah, no shit. I don't know. I I feel pretty good about at least they're requiring it. And, uh, yeah. So that's, we, we got those three shows booked. We're doing UK stuff next year, but like, I don't even really want to, there's been three years in a row that I'm like, yeah, we're going to tour Europe with COC and it just keeps not fucking happening because those <laughs> goddamn variants and shit. So yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about it that much. God. Um, did you, did you, you didn't catch any of it at any, any point, did you? I'm not sure. My wife uh, brought it back from Phoenix around the holidays and she felt fucking terrible for traveling around the holidays, 2020 or 2019, uh, 2019 going into 2020. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, or wait, what 2020 fuck? going into 2021. Yeah. Well, I was like, what year are we in? No, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, for real. That all I fucking <laughs> forgot what year it was just now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, she felt bad about traveling, but I kind of, I kind of encouraged her to, because you know, she, she was expecting her family to visit us by then. She's never, she's lived in Phoenix her whole life. Like I stole her away to Texas and, and she hadn't gotten to see any of her family really. So I encouraged her to go, we fucking caught COVID, brought it back. Um, and I just decided, look, I'm not going to quarantine for my own wife. Fuck that. Like, yeah. cause what if, what if I don't catch it for like the first week and a half and then the last few days that you have it, I catch it. So then now instead of two weeks, we're fucked for like four weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I took no precautions or anything to not catch it from her, but I never tested positive. So I don't really know. I don't know if I got it or not. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you get it? 
I don't think so. Before it was a thing, um, February of 2020, I got really sick in a way that I'd like never been sick before. And it was this weird, it was this weird head cold that like kind of affected my lungs. It really affected my throat in this very strange way. And it was, it was before like COVID was detected in the U S and so I, you know, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, yeah, I have this weird fucking cold, but like, there's a chance that like, cause they're saying it might've been over here much, uh, like much sooner than, uh, than ex- anticipated, um, or m- much sooner than recorded. So I might've had it early on, but like, I don't know. I don't fucking see anybody. And, uh, I, it's, yeah. it, it's been kind of nice being like, you know, being like, yeah, sorry, I, 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 I can't go to your fucking stupid party uh, because <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to get COVID. You're irresponsible for having fun. Um, I, I like passing judgment. Uh, so generally I've been safe and uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I fucking, I, 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 I hate fun more than COVID, but I'll blame COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like we, we've discussed it before. Bergan's in his glory right now, you know, because like now he has total, like total immunity and excuse to be like, ah, I'm not going anywhere. Actually. That is kind of nice. There, for me, I found that there's kind of a fine line because I, you know, I've always reveled in isolation and, and I need like, solitude and, and stuff like that. But I think I, man, I just taking it too far. Cause we, I mean, the whole time I've lived in Texas, we've been in the woods, you know, the, our first place was pretty isolated and this place is like really isolated. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a little too comfortable just like not seeing anybody or like not even leaving my property for like a week at all you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's kind of like i don't know there's a point of diminishing returns for me i think where it's like yeah it's nice to get like some solitude but then it's fuck maybe at a certain point it's yeah it's not good you know i did i did take a chance and go see um megadeth and lamb of god i've never seen megadeth wow and, uh, there was nine thousand people there i'm sick <laughs> and it was it was outside i'm doing quote Quotation yeah, yeah, yeah. for the listeners. <laughs> you know, Randy hooked it up. Um, Randy's a bud from Lamb of God, and and I didn't really know what to expect going there, but he got me fucking a floor ticket. I just went by myself, realized where I was, and like we might as well have been spitting each other's mouths, dude. But yeah. I got a test. I got a test. I was uh, on a Friday. I got a test on Monday, and didn't have it. So I don't know. I truly get off on isolation. And I've uh, like, I, I identify with you, you know, a lot uh, as far as that goes. And it definitely crossed a line. Um, it, I mean, it often crosses a line with me where it's, uh, it's unhealthy, you know, like in, in non COVID times, I don't leave the apartment unless I'm, unless I'm on the road. And like during COVID, I've just had this excuse to fucking, Revel and judge, revel and judge, revel and judge. And it's like, you know, fortunately enough, there are like some people kind of in my periphery who like have, uh, you know, call me and slap me out of it occasionally. Um, And if it it wasn't for that, like, did I be fucking fine on the couch with like 
a pint of Ben and Jerry's and like, a, <laughs> and like a dog and whatever fucking, uh, you know, prestige TV I'm rewatching for the umpteenth time. Like I don't see, know. when things are normal for us, it's, it's like a balance thing. Right. So when you tour a lot, it, that is like the maximum exposure to new people, places, things, stimulus. That's like one of the most extreme versions of that. I think that you could have. And so it, as a matter of balance, uh, at least for me, I imagine you're probably the same. It's kind of crucial when you're not on tour to sort of isolate so that you can re reset and recuperate and, and that really works. I think that works. That's a good balance. That's, that's objectively healthy. Agreed. Uh, but yeah. I'm so conditioned to when I'm not being on tour, like you said, not going out and just kind of like hibernating that that's like all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's one, one interesting thing that I've noticed about, about both of you individually, you know, like, both of, like both of you are these, you know, you enjoy your solitude and stuff, but like both of you are also very funny, friendly people, like, you know, like out in the world or whatever. Oh, thank um, you. And, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> write this one down. Not, not no, just, yeah. um, but seriously, like, I don't know. It's, it's almost like a, a weird juxtaposition. It's like it's, it's it's like how you guys are outwardly and versus like when you're at home. And I think and also there's there's also the double there's also the added thing of like um you know, sometimes people need like uh, a couple drinks to like loosen up or anything. And both of you guys don't do any of that either. Um both of you guys are sober and I I, I think I don't know. I I always I think that's a really interesting thing about both of your personalities, you know. Well, what I'll say about that is, well, first of all, thank you. But I, speaking for myself, and maybe you relate, Berdan, I'm fortunate in the sense that I've sort of created a life for myself where I, I can, for the most part, choose to only socialize with people that are like-minded, right? So right. I don't, I don't have like a normal day job where I go in and clock in like my wife works for whole foods. Some of the stories I hear from her, I'm like, if I were in a position where I was just interacting with the general public, I wouldn't be all that nice. I would, I, I can't, like when I am forced to deal with the general public, I can quickly become like a very hateful, angry, cynical person. So like when you Fred, when you see me, we're usually in situations that are pretty fucking badass, like an eternal champion show or at St. Vitus bar or whatever. And we're surrounded by people that we love that are like us, that, that are cool people. Um, yeah. if you were to ride shotgun with me, like, uh, driving some of these back roads, like outside of Austin and seeing yeah. some of the fucking driving I see out here, you pr you probably get like a more realistic glimpse of <laughs> the dark yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. I go with you to home Depot or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Although people, dude, people out here are pretty cool. Actually. They're, they're pretty nice. If you saw me driving in Phoenix traffic, I'll, I'll say that if you saw me <laughs> driving in Phoenix traffic, you would have to reassess your judgment of, of my personality. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it is about context. And, you know, I don't know. I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's, um, it's just funny because I think like my perception of both of you guys, it's like, uh, it's kind of skewed based on like the conversations uh, based on like, um, you know, what, what is outwardly perceived, I guess, um, um, uh, when you're thinking about somebody who just like stays in their house all the time and shit, you know, whatever. I mean, I know for me, it's like, it's a defense mechanism that I've built up throughout the years. You know, I, I, you know, I think about this, like, you know, just being like this little kid and like being, you know, scared of social interactions. And so I kind of like act out, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm now doing kind of like this tapered version of that yeah. where like um yeah you know you know like like nate was saying it's like i fucking you know i i i get to spend my life with like the people that i like want to spend my life with and sure. Sure. Um, and, and people who like understand me who don't who aren't judging you know whatever mm-hmm. um and and that's great i had a fucking nightmare last night nightmare about working my old day job and like having to deal with like the people that I was dealing with day in, day out. This is, I, I haven't worked a day job since uh, 2018 or something like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, like I like people, I like people just fine. Um, I, I am, uh, I, I am scared most of the time. And so I wind up yeah. like put it, putting on this show and like putting on these like airs of this, like, you know, uh, like, confident dude um because it's like well i might as well fucking like fake it until i make it and like if i'm gonna fail then at least i'll fail hard like i already mm-hmm. think i'm i already think i'm gonna fail so what's the worst thing that's gonna happen i fail um, yeah yeah totally and, and um people are cool but people are fucking and like dude fucking like like nate said about like driving on those back roads man talk to anyone who's been in the van with me like in the past 20 years, uh, like through all kinds of life changes, whatever, like I might be cool to be in the van with for a couple of days here and there, but I am not cool to be in the van with for six weeks. No human being is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just had, I just had a thought about Nate and like the first time I met, Nate, which is bordering on 10 years at this point, which is fucking insane. 2012, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. First Paul Bear tour. And we did, <laughs> God. we were going fucking hard. <laughs> Capital H, hard. Yeah. 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 At that time, so at that time, uh, Nate was like kind of like tagging along slash TM slash merch, whatever, with, with Paul Bear when Paul Bear was just, Paul Bear of the demo band, you know, um, and they were just starting to come up. And uh, that's how I met. That's how I met. Um, that's how I met you back then. And I think. Um, I think the one thing that struck me the most about you then was like. You were the most excited person about music <laughs> that I knew. You know what I'm saying? We're we're all shitty now. I'm and I'm sure like you're you know, like we're all shitty now and like a little jaded, but we still get excited. But you were like off the rails excited. And I I thought that was inspiring back then, you know? Um Thanks, man. So, so how 
do you do you ever catch yourself like that? You know, catch yourself being being shitty and jaded and kind of like have to wake yourself up and like and uh has there been times recently where you were kind of like you kind of did wake yourself up or and you were excited about something and you know what I'm saying? You 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 looked through those kid glasses again, you know? Yeah, it happens it happens rarely. Um but I am, man, I'm just about as jaded and cynical about the, I, I hesitate to even call it the music industry because the word industry uh, suggests that it's like this thing that makes a bunch of money still and it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a shell of a ghost of a fucking industry. But yeah. let's, for the sake of brevity, we'll call it the music industry. Once you see how the sausage is made and once you see like, oh, all these bands are getting jammed down everybody's throats because of whoever their manager is or because this band got this because of that. And and you realize like that so little of it and so little of the success has to actually do with music. Yeah, merit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to like feel that childhood, pure, innocent excitement about it. Um, yeah. But, but music can transcend that. Like when that carcass song came out that has like the Pantera riff in it, I forgot about all that bullshit. I just like listened to it and got so fucking pumped and was just yeah. yelling about how badass Bill Steer is. <laughs> what a cool motherfucker that guy is. The vocals like, so yeah, it's the music that, that will, it always, always, always goes back to the music for me, man. Like you said, I was in 2012, I was like off the rails just in my life in general you know, I'm, I met up with the Paul Bear dudes at South by that year and I broke my rib stage diving 8,000 times to Andrew WK at, at South by. <laughs> I didn't even know my rib was broken. I was so fucked up. I could barely feel it. I couldn't really breathe, but I didn't hurt, you know? Yeah. And there was just like, it was pure chaos down there. And I remember Joe from Paul Bear was just like, yo, you want to go on tour with us, man? <laughs> I was like, yes. And so that's how that happened. You know, I knew him from Arkansas, but yeah. that's how we reconnected. And dude, even, even back then, um, I had been touring a lot and playing in bands and stuff, but I still was just like, had that excitement. And, uh, yeah, now, like you said, it's, uh, all the same stuff that excited me back then still excites me. It still mm -hmm. excites me. It hasn't been spoiled. It hasn't been ruined. Mm -hmm. But it's always just going to be about the music. I, I don't, I'm so turned off by like personalities and the game and like how you have to play the game nowadays is so fucking obnoxious, man. And I just, yeah. I don't have any interest in it. I, you know, I get excited yeah. hearing cool music and making cool music every once in a while, I'll come up with something that I feel like that rush of excitement, like when I was a kid and, mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it does still happen for sure. Yeah. It's just few and far between. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the most unfortunate things about 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 being part of this whole um, you know machine is the fact that um, you know, like the whole um, never meet your, never meet your heroes thing. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many times where it's like a band that I love, I cannot fuck with anymore. Or, <laughs> or even like, even the opposite, even a band I don't like, I'm just like, these guys are tight, you know, like 
this is better than it actually sure. is. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. I've, yeah. I've found that like being in the touring world and all of that, like a lot of my closest friends that are in bands, um, I'm not like super crazy about their band, but I like them so much that I end up liking their band. And then, like you said, vice versa is true. I've had to sell off big chunks of this record collection mm. because I toured with somebody and was like, holy shit, I can't ever listen to this yeah. again or, or whatever. But then yeah. I got a shout out Cannibal Corpse. I got to happen to have the shirt on. Yeah. They are the coolest motherfuckers on planet earth, man. Straight yeah. up. Like I was talking to a dude yesterday and, and uh, he had worked with the black Dahlia murder and they even determined at one point they were like, all right, in order for us to always be a cool band, we just got to treat bands on tour, how cannibal corpse treats bands on tour and we'll always be cool. And you know, we'll always be good. And that's wow. so true, man. Like they're, they're the ultimate example of like, being stoked that you met your heroes and they're 10 times cooler than you ever could have imagined. They yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> that's, that's what, uh, by all accounts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Confirm or deny this. Um, and, uh, if anyone from cannibal corpse uh, is listening, you can just, you can say no comment or you can deny. <laughs> do, do they listen? to uh six feet under's cover of tnt on the regular <laughs> to get to get fucking psyched for playing shows and playing well, I, I can only speak from experience when gate creeper was on tour with them every time we got done playing uh the fucking six feet under covers album would come on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at first we thought it was our sound guy doing it. And we were like, after a few days, we were like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Uh, and then we found out that no, it's them and they love it. Pumps them up and it puts everybody. So that's so sick. <laughs> it's so incredible. Dude, dude, yeah, I remember in the, the first when I saw I saw that tour at the Mohawk and you guys got done. Um, and then that music came on. I was like, holy fuck, that's amazing. I don't know who's running staff, but that music needs a raise for sure. Those guys are such a good time, man. They're they're the realest motherfuckers in the game that I've come across. Just real, real, just normal ass good dudes, despite the songs being about like the most fucked up shit ever. <laughs> they must just get it all out that way. You know, I, I mean, that's, I don't, I don't think that's terribly uncommon. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. I would, uh, I mean, just the other day, uh, I was putting together like super groups in my head and I'll tell you guys possibly who are in these super groups, uh, when we're not, uh, when we're not recording, but of like, <laughs> Bands that I'm positive would be the fucking sickest that were just populated by the worst, most punishing human beings. <laughs> like, like, yeah. but like who are like all like kind of like borderline canceled, but like not really. Um, <laughs> just like, like they, they, they just suck. Like every, like every I, single I'm not speaking for you, but I'll put Bobby Liebling in that band on vocals. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard as much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that's not who I had. 
but I think that uh, I think I think that your guy is uh, is better than my guy. <laughs> like the guy that the guy that I currently have on vocals is actually like the most solid dude, but he's super annoying and uh, very polarizing. So yeah, listeners, uh, listeners, if you want to uh, write or tweet at us and take guesses at who is. <laughs> <laughs> the singer in my uh, like almost canceled super annoying piece of shit super group <laughs> at Metal Matters Pod on Twitter. <laughs> I, check, I check it like once every six months. <laughs> That's yeah. This is a perfect example. It's like uh, can't be a punisher unless you're like at least a little like likable. You know, and I think that, these, that is a weird is like, paradox. I had never thought of it that way before, but you're yeah. right. Yeah. 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 All, yeah. All the punishers I know, I'm kind of like, it's always like, and I love them, but, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Otherwise, like, you'd just be like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, fuck off. You know, like, <laughs> if it's like, at, if it's like after 11 p.m. and they're like an eight ball and a half deep. Dude, but, in 2012, when I met Fred, I was probably that 2 a.m. Punisher. I mean, for sure. For sure. I remember it. So, like, I think that first time we met was the first time I saw Inner Arma, too. Because um, they played one of those gigs with Paul Bear in New York. And we mm-hmm. all ended up at um, St. Vitus Bar. I think that was the first time I ever went to St. Vitus Bar. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember definitely punishing... Mike from from Inner Armor because I was like really into them. Yeah. And I, like I cringe. I, I have this like very coherent, clear memory of just like 10 seconds of that night where I'm like yelling his own lyrics at him. And I'm like, is that right? And are those the right words? I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And even in the in the memory, he's looking at me with this blank look on his face, just like get the fuck away from me. And <laughs> we're like, we're best buds now. For sure. Love each other. But <laughs> years later, this was after like the third or fourth time they stayed at my house in Arizona. He was like, you know, I fucking hated you. <laughs> He's like, dude, you asked me for a flashlight and I gave you the flashlight and you never fucking gave it back. I'm like, yup. And fucking, uh, so I, do, do you guys, fucking on on instagram do you, have you guys seen this uh what, what what's this fucking meme page called uh, it's uh like punk affirmations yes oh, no. oh yeah i have seen that i have seen that i have seen that but so so today on it, it, uh nate you you might not have seen this because you're smart enough to not be on instagram at the moment uh um, banned instagram i just don't yeah it doesn't exist i'm gonna look it up right now yeah punk affirmation so it's like you know, it, it, it's a meme page. It's like, you know, really funny. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, it just kind of, it has these like kind of like futurist, uh, like, you know, kind of like, like, like eighties um, pictures with like, you know, fucking like punk cliches or like, you know, statements, whatever. Um, yeah. And there was one about my old band uh yesterday uh yeah that said like i like like i still have my drunk driver records and um i was like what the fuck and like you know a couple things with my old band it's like 
you know, our drummer was fucking like outed as a rapist, you know, whatever. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh, but like at the same time, it's like we're on tour. I'm like, you know, I'm the dude who's like smoking cocaine and trying to insist that you talk to him about his dad. You know, it's like that. I'm like that kind of party dude on tour where it's just like, like, I'm going to get fucked up in a way that like you don't really want to get fucked up. And I'm going to cry and I'm going to like yell and I'm going to point and I'm going to get like totally emotionally inappropriate and like, no. Oh, oh and then I'm, and then I'll start a fight. Um, and, um, and yeah, it, it, it was just, yeah, I, I was not fun to be around for quite a long time. Um, and, and then I think like when I stopped partying, I was not fun to be around for a few years. <laughs> Uh, I still think I'm not that fun to be around, but like, whatever, I, I, I can fake it now. Uh, I couldn't for a while. I got to that point too, man. And fortunately I wasn't my, my like drinking and using situation didn't get, uh, I, I was like in pretty bad shape on a couple of tours, but, but when I got in my worst shape, I was not on the road, fortunately. And so, not a lot of people, not a lot of people saw me at my lowest, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of grateful for. Cause I didn't, you're talking about screaming at people and crying and shit. I would have definitely, de- I, like, I hate to even think of what I would have been doing on tour in the shape that I was in, you know? Yeah. I'm, it uh, sucks. I'm glad that neither one of us have to deal with that anymore. Dude, big time. And nobody else, nobody else has to deal with us being that way anymore either. It was, God, I, I don't know how people do it. And I, I you, you just like, you, you do what you got to do. I mean, I, um, like I, I had a kind of, I think, I feel like in check for like, you know, tours to a point, but then like, you know, that last year of like, you know, heavy using and touring where it's just like about like just getting in the, like you get in the van, you're sick and like, you're just waiting get to the next place, not just to play the show, but to like, just like get unsick and like you're having people fucking like meet you at the fucking van or like, you know, like you're immediately going somewhere else. And it just, it's like, dude, it's like having a full-time job in addition to everything that you have to take care of on tour. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. It, it sucks. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do not miss it. Like I, I will take like, being fucking like socially awkward and like occasionally like rolling my eyes at people over the, like, you know, like I'm crying at your feet and we're both going to jail because of some stupid <laughs> shit that I did. Um, like anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and here's a bunch of like terrible, uh, ter- like, like, like terrible words that would get me canceled in 10 seconds. Uh, uh, in uh, in 2021, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I said horrible shit <laughs> for the longest time. That's why I try to be at least somewhat sympathetic to to everyone. Um, I was I did not anticipate going here on this podcast, but I was talking to a buddy the other day about Anselmo, and mm-hmm. um, you know, my buddy has just like really had. He, he has not looked at the guy favorably since, you know, the white power shit, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, 
but I pointed out to my, to my friend who's a big drinker, he's like an old drinking buddy of mine. Um, probably problem drinker. He kind of acknowledges that he's a problem drinker. I was like, look, man, the guy clearly has issues with substance abuse, which you do. And I do. And a lot of people do. That's the issue. I think that's the issue with some of these guys is, and I'm not, I'm not defending Phil. I'm not defending anybody, but I'm just saying I try to default to sympathy towards everyone because Mm -hmm. I would hope that people, um, you know, I was fortunate enough in my worst moments that uh, it wasn't being broadcast all over the internet, the things I was saying and doing. And granted, I never threw a white fucking a Nazi salute on stage, which isn't like the most brilliant thing a person can do. But all of us, if we were judged only in our worst moments, and that was what the whole world had to judge us by, we wouldn't be in too good a standing. Not one of us would be you know, just pure and innocent and, and, um, above anybody else. So, you know, I just, I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. I just try to, I try to be sympathetic towards people because a lot of people that act out in that way is because they're fucking suffering and there's, there's pain inside of them that's coming out and it's, it's, they're trying to hurt other people and they're trying to offend other people or do whatever, um, because they're hurting. And I hope that makes sense, you know, Chris, but I get what you're saying. I just, I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's one of those things like, I know, I know for me, like, you know, kind of like, you know, substances and taking substances to a certain level uh, that like, you know, I, I kind of feel like I always took it, you know, it, it has very little to do with fun and it's all, <laughs> Like it, like it is, it's fucking medicine and yeah, it's like you, you do it fucking medically and you do it. Cause like, you know, like, yeah, like you do it or at least I, you know, I did it cause I felt sick, you know, and it's like this, like sick and suffering, um, like, you know, kind of like this, this terminal state of like anxious apartness and like, you know, like, yeah, people who are like having like a good day uh, aren't, or not necessarily having a good day, but who are like you know kind of like living their best life or like whatever. <laughs> Happy people aren't doing shit like that, you know. They aren't fucking you know doing like you know free bundles of dope and fucking like you know drinking handles of whiskey and then throwing fucking or like and then throwing like white power salutes on stage, you know. Right. Like that's just like. That's not regular. And I'm not saying like dude, fucking like 999 people who party are just having fun, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and that's sick. That's great. You know, but then, you know, there's that one person and like that one person's like really fucking in it. So like, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I have a lot of, I have a lot of empathy and, uh, you know, but like the thing with me is like, at some point I do get to this point, like where it's like, look, like we have to be responsible for our actions. And it's like, if I draw the line at at Bobby Liebling beating up his 90 year old mama, I'll draw the line right there. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. No matter, no matter how much fucking crack you smoke, but 
that that's that's exactly it it's like you got clean for a period of time and being clean meant that you could do all of this cool shit at one point in time or another like you elected to pick it up again and once you do that all bets are off and it's like it's like when you fucking read about jeffrey Dahmer and shit like it's like yeah, he's this fucking like sad, tragic figure and like, oh, he had this like, you know, terrible upbringing and he's gay and like nobody understands him. He's so weird. But then he starts fucking killing people. Like, I'm not going to start fucking, I'm not going to feel bad for this dude who's fucking killing people. Like, because yeah. oh, people have a worse upbringing than he did that don't like eat people's faces for lunch and shit. That's the thing is like, <laughs> I like kind of no matter what. Like there gets to a point where there has to be like a degree of self-acceptance and like I was drunk only like, you know, someone saying like I was drunk and like I fucked up at like certain points in their life um, when they really didn't know any better uh, is a lot different than like, you know, some dude who for like fucking X amount of time, like have been using like I was drunk as like an excuse for every fucking bad thing or like you're not wrong. You're yeah. Not wrong. yeah. Well, um, what it sounds like you're getting at is like people fuck up. Everybody fucks up period. Definitely. Yeah. Everybody fucks mm-hmm. up period. And so, uh, do you, in the wake of fucking up massively, do you, do you learn from it and do you try to improve and, and, correct it and maybe become a a different person from the person who fucked up or do you just keep fucking up? I think that's the difference. Like, I think, I think people should be, should have the capacity to forgive and the capacity to be forgiven for just about anything. Really. I I, I like that. I like, I like living that way. Totally. Big time. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So what are you talking about? Punishers, canceling. <laughs> We're getting canceled. We're gonna. Yeah. Somebody in here said something that's gonna get us canceled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me. You guys saw the news about the Turnstile show the other day. Oh yeah, the pitch hitter. Yeah. The pitch hitter. <laughs> Was that real? Yeah, it happened. I I I was thinking about it today. I love that record, by the way. Yeah, love it. I, have, I haven't heard it yet. I love it too, man. It's crazy. Cool. Um, But I have a theory that we're getting into like 4D marketing, meme-based marketing. Yeah. And and somebody has to be at the forefront of that, right? Somebody has to be the team or the band or the whatever that's breaking ground. I sort of think that the pit shitter thing is a made up story so that turnstile would go viral. You know what? Honestly, the funny thing is, is like, I would agree with you, but I feel like they're already going viral. Right. But why not even just throw a pitch shitter story in there? And (laughs) it's like, boom, guaranteed, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, uh, the, the power trip pit engagement thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That was a big deal back then. I remember that. Yeah, but that was real, though, right? That, that sure. was that was real. Yeah, that was yeah. real for sure. Yeah, but it but it but it is enough to push something to go viral to like just general viral moments. I'm not yeah. putting it past a human being to take a shit in a pit, obviously, but 
it would be a really good idea if it was made up for <laughs> for like getting the band name to go viral everywhere because that's what's happening. You know what yeah, I mean? So totally. I'm trying to think of like um what's what could you do to take it to the next level from taking a shit in a pit and then <laughs> We can pay somebody to do that at a Spirit of Drift show, and then there's your marketing budget. You just spend your marketing budget to like have somebody cut their own fucking head off in your, in your pit or whatever. You know, hit themselves with a hammer. I don't know, blow up a firework off their head or something. So that's you know, bands and uh, PR teams and and labels take note and. Maybe that'll be like the next wave of, uh, you know, press releases as you just pay somebody to do something. Yeah. Next, next will come the, uh, the, the pit flasher, uh, that like, like dude just kind of like rolls in fucking, uh, in, uh, in a trench coat. And what about, what about like giving birth in the dying fetus pit (laughs) to a live, healthy, normal baby? That's, you know what? They could have done that good. in um, Psycho. Have a water birth. It would have been. It would have <laughs> perfect. You know. <laughs> God. I bet so there's somebody that was at Psycho or that would love to attend Psycho that would like willingly sign up for something like that. There's oh, got to be yeah. at least one person out there. Definitely a bunch of psychos who would love to do that. Especially, yeah, that fest is filled with uh, crazies. In the <laughs> best way. I, I had a great time in that fest. Holy shit. You know, it was a good time. I've, dude, I've loved it. Um, I've only gone to two different years. Uh, Gate Creeper played one year and Spirit of Drift played another year. Uh, what, uh, what, have you been, what have you been rocking lately, uh, Nate, that's uh, of interest, like musically? Um, let me think about that. Well, the new Turnstile album. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, first, first of all, I saw them. They played a couple of promo shows, you know, like a couple of New York, LA shows. I swear to God, and this, I guess sounds stupid saying this, but like when I saw them, I was like, dude, that's what it's like to see a hardcore band when you're 15 years old. Like that's what it felt like to me. That's the know? vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was I like the last record too a lot, but, but the new one, like that first song on the new record is just, some things are just objectively perfect and it's it is it doesn't matter if you like it or not it is objectively perfect that first song i mean it's just one of those everything about it's perfect um what else yeah i've been listening to new carcass stuff really like that yeah same um i tried to listen to the new hooded menace Mm -hmm. and you know they're in the process of being canceled now i guess by metal twitter but oh they are Yeah, I whatever. I like that band a lot. I like their previous record a whole lot. The one that Adam Burke did art for. Really liked it. And I know that they do the whole atonal like Finland thing. That's part of their sound is it's like kind of atonal. But the new record, it literally just sounds like it's all wrong notes to me. And I I love that band. Wow. Yeah, it just sounds like every note is like wrong. I don't know, but people were freaking out about it for a week and now they're trying to cancel them. So whatever. I don't know. New turnstile is good. I'll just say that that shit rips and those guys seem like really good dudes and yeah, yeah. good vibes. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I've been what, what I've been listening to besides the Turnstile record. I'm still I'm still heavily enamored with all, all things Griselda, and so I listen to the new West Side Gun quite a lot. Uh, now, um, uh, some let me see. I have to look through here. I've got I got a few things. Bernan, what what else have you been listening to? I have been listening to primarily the new gauze. Uh, yes, I've been listening to that too. Yeah, I've yeah. been listening to the new gauze. I've been listening to the new slow white fall, which is uh, Oliver Ho from uh, Broken English Club. It's his like God flesh worship thing, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like you know, like 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 industrial death metal, but like if like only played with sits, you know, for the most part, right. it's, uh, it, it's cool. I'm listening to the bugs new record. Um, yeah. I heard uh, that's great too. It, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, um, unbelievably heavy. Um, and, uh, but yeah, new goss just, just across the board, new goss. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got, here's the other things The the new chubby and the gang, you know, it's funny. You always have like these blind spots. In, um, in you know, of, of things that you miss. And it's funny you brought up Liebling earlier. I never really dug into like pentagram, like uh, chili pentagram, you know, um, that band rips, the Chilean one. And uh, I never really dug into Onslaught either. And so I dug into those two recently as well. I've been really digging into Solitude Eternus. I found some of their records. Um, yeah like represses and stuff. I got their first record original pressing from a dude and yeah. the guy actually knew who I was. It was kind of cool. I got on discogs and wow. He was like, yo, what up? Um, but I got their last two albums, uh, downfall and, or no, sorry. Alone is the last one. And then the second to last one's called Adagio and Adagio is a fucking ass whooper dude and there's a there's a cover of heaven and hell on there uh like dio and black sabbath heaven dio, and hell yeah. and it, like i hate to even almost say this like i want to just stop saying it but i think solitude eternus's version is like cooler wow like, and i honestly think the vocals are even more badass than dio they're like meaner it's, there's almost like a little bit of like Punk, hardcore punk kind of attitude in there. Um, but yeah, that's that Adagio. It's not a new record, obviously, but Adagio by Solitude Eternus. It's got some like almost like fucking New York hardcore like slam fucking riffs here and there. Really? It's, cool. it's got really good dynamics. Like there's a song that's like a real dirgy doom song for like the majority of it. And then they just slam into like a fucking, it's like a Pantera riff or something. It's a cool yeah. record. Yeah. Wow. You know, you know what I, I like a lot uh, that uh, just kind of came out last weekend is uh, yeah. This, the new gauntlet ring. Uh, gauntlet ring. Gauntlet ring. They're a uh, okay. black metal band from, uh, from New York, like uh, super, Super traditional, like United States black metal, like, I, like, like very like Demon Sea, Absu, um, and, like they're like they, there's like enough of a death influence there to make it like it's not reinventing the wheel at all. It's just like 
perfect American style black metal. And uh, there's a band from Phoenix called Savage Necromancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that name around. My buddy, Zach Rippy, who uh, is a really good sound guy and also now, you know, records bands back in Phoenix. He, uh, he made the record. What is it called? Feathers Fall to Flame or something like that? Yeah. Anyways, I want to take, take up too much of, our, of your time. I just wanted to say thank you for all this stuff. And, uh, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, we appreciate you getting on the, on, on the podcast and, uh, um, new EP, uh, Forge Your Future out now. Um, what, and it's on, is it, is it on Nuclear Blast? Century Media. Century Media. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, in my head, I mix those two up for some reason. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. Mike Gitter, correct? It's Century Media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks again, man. I appreciate you doing this. And uh, um, I'm sure I'll be talking to you very soon, if not bothering you over text. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Metal Matters. Make sure you like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. To get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening and catch you next week. Follow us on Twitter at Metal Matters Pod and Instagram at Metal.Matters.Podcast.